Hello and welcome to another episode of Cracking Fitness. Super excited about the interview that I did with Christian Lucero. Uh, this dude, he is he's a he's a cool guy. Uh, multi-year regional CrossFit athlete. I uh, went to the CrossFit Games in 2016. Uh, Olympic lifting superhero. His wife is Jessica Lucero. She's uh, she's an Olympic lifting. She's actually the real Olympic lifting superhero. I mean, he's good, but she's great. Um, so they're like a little power couple, gonna have Herculean babies someday or something like that. So uh, today's episode is actually brought to you by a company that Christian owns. It is a grip tape company. It's called uh, Grip Tight Tape. And if you're looking for some good nice sticky tape that you can wrap around your thumbs or your wrists or whatever you need, uh, definitely go check them out. It's griptighttape.com. And if you're listening, you can get 10% off by using the promo code crackingfitness. Him and I were talking about it and we were trying to figure out which code to use. And I was just thinking crack, but didn't sound kid friendly. So cracking fitness will get you 10% off from griptighttape.com. If you like today's episode, please hop on to iTunes or Spotify or wherever and give us a review. We appreciate it and hope you enjoyed today's episode. Bringing health, wellness, and fitness ideas right to your speakers with your host, Tyler Martin, learning from experts and average Joes alike. This is the Cracking Fitness Podcast. All right, so uh, I hit the record button, so we're we're live. How's we're it going? Cool. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, you were just asking about my wife. Uh, she did uh, third in the snatch and third in the clean and jerk and third overall. So bronze across the board. She did a 94-kilo snatch, and she made her opening 113 clean and jerk. So, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, Snatches were very consistent as they've been in training, so that was good. And then clean and jerks uh, had a good opener, and then uh, a couple lifts didn't go her way, but she had a you know really good fight on a few of them yeah. and was able to push some of those other lifters. And, and she was in the mix at the top of it and I think learned a lot and had a really good experience there and her first international medals. So Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's that so awesome. cool. Mm-hmm. I've, I've followed both you guys for a little while, and um, – it's just been fun to see that progressive progress. And I mean, I think if there's anyone that understands progressive progress, it's people that are competing at the highest level like you and her. Yeah. And like you said, as at the highest level, um, there's the progress slows, right? So like that progress you see as a beginner, you know, all those PRs, all that, all that different stuff that you, that comes with those big jumps and leaps when you're starting off and all that learning, it slows down as you get higher and higher. And at the highest level, people are, you know, seconds, milliseconds away from yeah. one another. In her, in her instance, it's, you know, kilos. They're, you know, one kilo, two kilos off of, um, off of that. So it comes down to that, that hairline and everyone's looking for that advantage or yeah. a little bit. And those gains, as you get to that higher and higher level, start coming less and less and and you're more thankful for a one kilo pr one kilo prs are a big deal yeah and you know as you're starting off you're like oh no i keep i pr'd by 10 kilos and i pr'd 20 kilos and stuff like that and and then it slows down drastically and you start you know you start looking for those one kilo prs and yeah and um, those are like kind of what give you hope when you're at that level (laughs) Well, I'm personally still not at a high level, but if I could do a, a one kilo PR, I'd, I'd be happy right now. It yeah. feels like, uh, like but that's like high, high level, high level for you. You know, yeah, you're yeah, like, exactly. you're at a point where whether it's your technique or your strength or just your lifestyle has get, you've gotten to a point where, okay, this is, this is, I'm, I'm maxing myself out with what I have. I either need to go back and and change some things or I need to, you know, change some, some things that I'm doing to be able to continue to have advancements to continue to gain, you know, kilos on my lifts and get stronger, get fitter, whatever your goals might be. You know, everyone's going to hit a point where they've maxed out what they're doing. And then it's a matter of, okay, do I need to just, 
and that's a personal thing and, and seeing how your body's responding is it just do i need more time doing this do i need to adjust some things but you know there's some very different scientific approaches you can take towards it and you know some people are very scientific about it and other people are just kind of like shotgun effect just try yeah. you know spray it all over try it yeah yeah do whatever they can as much as they can yeah for sure. I know with, with clients, I try to not take a shotgun approach just so that we can, so that we can just see a good progression over time, you know, and I like, I'm all in, into basic lifestyle guidelines. So making sure people are sleeping enough, you know, getting the right types of food, chewing their food and everything. But I guess before we dive deep into the basics, um, kind of want to learn a little bit more about you. Uh, well, like, who are you and, uh, what got you into this space and, and where you're at? You're obviously, a great athlete, but I, I don't know much about your past. Yeah. Um, my past kind of takes me through just being in sports my whole life, starting when I was a kid um, with different martial arts like Taekwondo, Muay Thai, boxing, mostly like stand-up martial arts, um, and then gymnastics as well when I was a little kid. Oh, and cool. then progressed, you know, through, you know, I played a little bit of basketball, soccer growing up, like when I was younger, younger. And then always had a love for football, always, you know, football was a big part of my family growing up and, and started playing when I was in middle school, um, started playing lacrosse a little bit just cause they let us hit people with sticks. So I was like, Oh, that's a pretty good, pretty good way to spend a football off season. If I want to do something and stay active in, you know, a team sport, that was a pretty, pretty fun way to do it. A lot of kids that I played football with were doing that as well. So that kind of got me into lacrosse through middle school, high school with while playing football. That was kind of like my, my main love. My first love of sport was like football. And, yeah. and I've, I've kind of always had a vision of myself doing something at a, at a high professional level in sports. I never wanted to have a, have a desk job or do a nine to five. Uh, not to say there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. It just, I just knew it wasn't for me. You know, I knew that I kind of had a little bit, a little bit of different vision for what my life needed to be and and was always kind of resistant towards like the cultural norms that you know always want to get pushed on you i was always pushed back against that and was never one to, to do everything by the book as far as you know go oh you go to you go to you go to high school you go to high, uh, college you get a job after college you get married settle down have kids you know pour into that 401k until you retire yeah have some grandkids and then you, you know, call it, call it a life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was always like, you know, that doesn't really appeal to me. And I, I want something bigger. I want something better. And I think that, and I've always kind of believed and felt that, that, that I was supposed to be doing that. Um, yeah. And so uh, after high school uh, went straight into transitioning into an MMA career and fighting and training for that. And that kind of led me to CrossFit and a CrossFit career just by happenstance because of our gym being in the same gym as a CrossFit gym at the time, our fight team and yeah. it was a shared, shared warehouse. And so we would do CrossFit as strength and conditioning work for our fights. And, you know, a couple of the coaches realized that I was pretty good at it and kind of right off the bat and saw the potential for growth in CrossFit. So they, kind of recruited me to try that out as a career path opposed to uh, continuing to train for fights and fighting. And I kind of always told myself, you know, like, Oh, I'll, I'll make a name for myself in CrossFit. I'll, I'll compete. I'll do this. I'll do that. And then I'm going to come back to fighting. And yeah. uh, the, the longer I stay in CrossFit, the more I realize at a professional level, at the highest level, it's not really feasible to think that I could go from competing in CrossFit, pouring all of my time, energy into perfecting this skill to then, you know, trying to perfect another profession that people are pouring their whole life into. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that was kind of my journey, how I started CrossFitting. You know, I had seen it a little bit that, that style of training when I was at, in high school, we had a very good high school program and uh, I played with a, a few players that are in the, the league right now. And our coach, or we had a new coach come in my senior year, and he was all about the new style of training, the new style of strength and conditioning, which was, 
more interval training, more CrossFit esque style yeah. stuff. And we were used to just, Hey, bench heavy, squat yeah. heavy, um, deadlift heavy, power cleans, maybe some power cleans and then a bunch of like accessory work. Yeah. And, um, and so when he came in and he was showing us all this stuff, we were, I was like real resistant to it. I was like, this is, you know, this stuff's for pussies. Like, oh, sorry. I forgot to ask if I can cuss on here. Oh yeah. You're good. Okay. If, okay. if people do, then I just throw it on as explicit. So you're good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is for pussies. Um, you know, they don't know that we're supposed to be benching and, and squatting half squats and, um, you know, very meathead style training. And, and so that was kind of my first introduction to that style of training, that style of interval training and high intensity. And then, you know, I've, I've always trained for a sport. I've always lived in the gym just because of training to get better and be better at my sport. And so it was a pretty easy transition to go from that to just having experience in the gym, doing different uh, sports specific exercises, sports specific training, whether it was for, you know, fighting football, lacrosse, just to be better at moving and stronger. And I think my whole life I've been trying to improve upon what I've been given the human, like my body and trying to make it the best it can. Yeah. Um, it's starting from a young age, just seeing that and my parents kind of instilling that in me, whether it's from like what I eat to what I do um, to how I train it's kind of always been like, okay, what am I going to do today to get better at my craft, whatever that was at the time or whatever that is now? It's yeah. like, okay, what, where's the work? The, the work of the day is what am I doing to, to make myself a better athlete, a better human, a better husband, a better whatever that craft or whatever my focus is. You know, it's obviously multiple approach focus. It's not just one, but what am I doing to make myself a better better in these things yeah today. and reminding so, me of that you had said you 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 got that kind of from your parents then uh mm-hmm. yeah. from a young age that's awesome because uh so so many people um i feel like come into this at 30 35 and they're like hey i'm fat overweight mm-hmm. unhealthy my doctor told me i have high cholesterol so now it's time to get going uh, right so, yeah man and i'm also a big believer in how you do anything is how you do everything so you know, if you had that from a young age, that's, that's awesome. And obviously helps put you where you are today. So good work there. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's, it's the, you know, combination of, I say, I would say like nurture and nature, you know, how you're yeah. raised, the people, the company you keep, the environment of people that you're in, um, I think has a big role to role to play on, on, on that. And I think they're both super important. You can't have one yeah. without the other, you know, if you're, you know, I've had friends that dick around and, you know, like to party, like to drink more than they like to work hard at, you know, getting somewhere or being, being special, being something, doing something great. They like that stuff more. And, you know, those friends don't, I don't usually like have many of those friends or hang out with those friends that often just because, yeah. we have, you know, different goals and, yeah. um, yeah. Well, and you become who you hang out with, right? Mm-hmm. So- right. Well, it's that they say, they say that like you become the three or four, or maybe it's five. Yeah. The, the sum. Yeah. The people you hang out with the most. Yeah. To- totally believe it. Yeah. 100%. Um, so one thing that this podcast is all about when I started it, I just, I wanted to be able to bring in kind of some average Joes and then experts such as yourself, doctors, you know, whatever, and just talk basics. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like well, kind of going back a little, I wish that at a young age, I would have known a better path. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I found myself at, you know, 25, 40 pounds overweight, like huffing and puffing, getting up the stairs. And mm-hmm. um, I've kind of worked my way in a certain direction. Um, but what I've found is talking with people like you, you guys seem to have such a solid foundation of basics. Um, you're like a specimen of uh, perfect basics. And so really that's what the podcast is, is all about is bringing you guys on and just talking, mm-hmm. talking basics. So, um, I guess, what are your thoughts on, on the basics? How important are the basics for health and fitness? Yeah. I mean, I think you, you hit, hit the nail on the head. Like the basics are everything. Like if you don't do, 
an air squat right, how do you expect to do, you know, a 400 or 500 pound squat correctly? Yeah. You know, and it's just like with anything, if you don't, you know, sleep proper, how do you expect to do, be a great athlete? Well, you know, how do you expect to, to, if you don't eat right, how do you expect to feel your body for your training and to be the highest caliber you can be? Right. So like you said, the basics are, are everything. And whether that's basics in your movement, basics in your sleep habits, your eating habits, your, your thought processes, like your mental habits and all of that. It's all about, like you said, the basics and no one's ever too far ahead or, you know, too far along to correct them and to go back. Like I've taken steps back in some of my movements, some of my movement patterns said, Hey, you know, this might've gotten me here in the past, but I'm looking at this and going further than that. Like I don't, I, so what do I need to do? How do I need to maybe take a step back on some movements, on some exercises, on some, some things and say, I need to rebuild these basics and get my foundation better. And then we'll keep advancing it. And I think that's something you'll find with, you know, any professional athlete that's trying to be the best at what they do as a professional athlete, there's, you know, only a certain amount of things you can do to do that. And one of those things is, you know, taking a step back and looking at, okay, how can I make this more efficient? How can I make this a better, better movement or just better to then give me, you know, a little bit better of a a time or a little bit stronger, whatever, or a little bit faster, whatever. It's like, how can I, how can I break this down into pieces and make these pieces better to make this sum better? Yeah. I think you hear about, you know, athletes like Michael Jordan doing that all the time. LeBron James. I know a lot of when a lot of, you know, he's always under a lot of heat for, you know, something he does or says or disrupting an organization. But I think that one good thing a lot of people have said about him as ex teammates or teammates is that he's, probably the best athlete in the NBA, maybe the best athlete in the world in any sport, arguably. And arguably one of the best, or arguably the best NBA player of all time. You know, some people might say LeBron, Jordan, or uh, Kobe, you know, they have people up there, but he's in that conversation. And there's the one thing that he, he always shows up to practice early. He always stays late. And he's always the first, like one of the first ones in and he's drilling, he's drilling, he's drilling, he's drilling his, you know, jump shot. He's drilling his three-point shot. He's drilling his dribbling. He's drilling his uh, free throws. You know, he's doing the basics. He's working little things and basic movements continually, even though he is, you know, 10 plus years into his NBA career. Yeah. Um, Basic ends up being what, what he's allowing himself to build up on. Yeah, exactly. So something that I personally feel, uh, I always tell people, whether it's right or wrong, I don't know, you can correct me, whatever you think, but, you know, in the health journey, 80% is, is nutrition. Um, just getting, you know, getting the right nutrition, the proper micronutrients and all of that. As far as nutrition goes, how, how do you approach, how do you approach? The I think nutrition's, yeah, I think nutrition's really important. Like you said, it's, but I think also, I think it's it's kind of over over glamorized as far as far as like okay you need to make sure you have x amount of this x amount of this x amount of this and some people overthink it right whereas I think as long as you have a good baseline you have good tendencies you have good habits it's going to be it's going to turn out well for you in your performance and I think that overthinking it and overanalyzing can also be negative so it's finding a healthy relationship with your food and with your fuel as a being a fuel source for your vehicle. And so if you're putting good gasoline in your car, you're going to get good mileage, your engine's going to be clean. Same thing with your body. You're putting a good fuel source in it. You're going to feel better. You're going to have, you know, benefits from that than if you put a crappy fuel source in it. But it's not like putting this good fuel source in it is going to give you benefits beyond that you know it's kind of like a it's kind of i feel like you either have it or you don't and that's either here or here or it's somewhere in the middle right but it's not like this diet is what's making this person who they are yeah that's just a piece of the big machine and i think like you said like your belief 
and that's a you know totally a, a good belief is that diet is 80 percent and blah 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 yeah. but i would say like is it really 80 percent? you know because this is just a percentage of what you're doing yeah. you're also training you're also taking care of your body you're you know stretching getting worked on working on fundamentals working on dynamics mindset you know um what else sleep so there's so much in there there is i don't know that i'm willing to say or or agree with anybody that's saying 80 percent of this huge thing is is diet and if that's you have true. diet, that's 80 percent because yeah. i've i've definitely found that i can perform at a similar level if i haven't eaten all day but i've slept well yeah. i've rolled out prepped my body um, warmed up correctly my basics are online and I, and I just didn't eat. I don't feel like I'm missing 80%. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's a big, it's a big part. And if you don't have it, you're definitely going to feel it and you're going to definitely feel changes in it. But I would say it's all important, right? Yeah. And so I'd say it's just as important as any of those other pieces. Um, yeah. 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 I like that. That's cool. Um, so as far as nutrition goes, what, mm -hmm. what do you do? Uh, I work with a company called Working Against Gravity. Okay. Uh, yeah. Shout yeah. out! Shout out to Wag. Yeah. And so that's a uh, Adi Cashew and and Michael Cashew, Mike, her husband. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And so I've been working with them since 2015, and really they um, have helped me with my nutrition and providing me with macronutrients and where my body composition's at, where my energy levels are at, stress levels, sleep, all that. They kind of are able to give you a you know they monitor all that they're essentially like a nutrition coach yeah. that helps me with staying accountable analyzing how my weeks are going how my body's feeling and where i should be putting in my effort and my energy right yeah. where how much fat carbs protein micronutrients all of that and then also like they deal a lot with you know, what types of food you should be eating close to your workouts, what types of food you yeah. should be eating coming into a competition or during and how those are absorbing and really break it down into a scientific approach that yeah. um, they, they have really mastered and have a good handle on. And That's so, awesome. yeah, so I, I've been working with them and, you know, I, I like the results. I like being able to talk to someone about, about my, my nutrition and about what I'm feeling and how I'm feeling and, just to bounce ideas off of to, you know, hear their expertise in that, because just like you would say that I would be an expert in my field, they're experts in their field. Yeah. So relying on their knowledge and not trying to like learn it all myself and, you know, kind of gather as much as I can from them and, and learn about my body as much as I can. And so, yeah, I think I've learned a lot too about my body, just working with them and, you know, being able to track, track things and have, take a more scientific approach. to yeah. Yeah. Well, there's some pretty great power in just having those types of people to rely on, you know, whether it's mm -hmm. nutrition or business, you know, business coaching, nutrition coaching, having a coach that can help you along the way as far as fitness and, and, um, and health goes, you know, all of that. It's just so powerful to have some, someone who's an expert, that's teaching you someone that's had that knowledge or has that knowledge and can transfer it on. Right. Yeah. There's absolutely. Only so much that we can think about too. Right. And only so much we can capture. So mm -hmm. the less you have to think about it and the more you can focus on your expertise is, is better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, it's not possible for, for me or anybody to be an expert in all of these realms. Right. So it's like, it, it would take a lifetime or and longer than a lifetime to master all these things. So it's like yeah. having a team around you of people that you can communicate with and trust. And I think that's, that's for the most part, what, you know, somebody doesn't need to work with working against gravity to have similar results. Someone doesn't need to work with, you know, somebody like me to have good results in, in training or competing. Somebody, there's not like an end all be all to these things. Yeah. It's like about finding people that you connect with and you have a relationship with and you can communicate with and you trust more so to be able to help you along this journey. Yeah. 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 I like that. And, and just the idea that there's not one thing that's the do all end all for people. I mean, some people right. 
do CrossFit and I personally love that, mm-hmm. but it's not, you know, it's not for everybody and focusing on macros works for people, but sometimes focusing on micros and chewing your food <laughs> works for people. So yeah. uh, just, just different, different areas. Um, I like that though. And it's cool that you have surrounded yourself with, with companies like that and people like that. Um, to get you where you want to be. Are there any other companies that you work with um, as far as, you know, so you have your nutrition coach. Um, mm-hmm. Do you work with anybody else? Yeah, I work with uh, my coach, coach. So he runs all my CrossFit and weightlifting and all my programming. His name is Max Mormont and he runs and is, uh, runs CrossFit Costa Mesa. Okay. So he was kind of one of the OG CrossFitters that he was at you know, he calls himself a games athlete because he yeah. went to the, the Aromas bar. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So he's self-proclaimed games athlete from the Aromas uh, barbecue at Dave's, cool. at Dave's ranch yeah. um, in 2008, where I think you just had to like sign up to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wish I would have been in CrossFit at that time. Yeah. Games, <laughs> games athletes equals yep, exactly. says, me and him are equals. And so yeah. he was there. He was also um, a weightlifter back in the day. And so he did, uh, he was good enough to qualify for Olympic trials oh, sweet. in 2008, I want to say 2008, I think he was going for, or two, 2012, I forget which one, but I want to say 2008 yeah. and he was a suit. So he was a heavyweight lifter. He, he kind of started, um, weightlifting with coach B Mike Bergner mm-hmm. up in California in Bonzel and he was a coach to quite a few different athletes. One of them was John Wellborn when he was in the NFL, um, Vitor Belfort. He ran his fight camp for a little bit in the UFC. And then he was one of the guys that started uh, CrossFit football with John Wellborn. Oh, cool. And yeah. So they had a falling out, but they, uh, I think they're fine now, but oh, that's good. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> everyone i feel like everyone's had a falling out at some point with somebody so it's like yeah who cares well, um, exactly. <laughs> we're all adults we we can get over it <laughs> well some of us aren't but that's <laughs> <laughs> true um yeah so that, that's my my coach and then i work with a those i work with kalo or is a, is a ring co- like facility yeah. makes silicone rings cool. me and my wife work with them we have a great relationship with them barbells for boobs is another one of our longtime sponsors and partners now um, uh you've been doing something with like true brain or yeah so we brain just co? started yeah we just started working with a company called brain co and they are a company that um we love they're out of boston and they were kind of born at the harvard harvard innovation hub and they are a company that basically can create a wearable uh, head unit that can monitor your brainwave activity. So it's basically registering what type of brainwaves are more present at certain states. So you can go through a, a guided meditation or go through a brain activity and they have a few different brain games and brain exercises and meditations that use those readings you're getting and you have to, you know, control which ones you're putting off, whether it's, you know, your alpha or theta waves, basically one would be for, you know, more of a focused state. One would be for more of a relaxed state and you're trying to control which one you're using and that controls the game. So the only way to get through the game and to make the, whether it's a little guy that's doing weightlifting, whether it's a video that's playing and it's, it stops if you're you're not in that certain range for your brainwave activity. You're using that to complete the exercises, and that's kind of their focus fit section. So that's that's where they're they're using this device and these simulations to basically help you be able to have a, a feedback on uh, instant feedback, right? You can see from the screen instantly where where my brainwaves are at. What am I doing in my head? I feel like I'm focused, but this says I'm not, you know, everyone's been there. Yeah. And so, um, my life. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So they, they have that. So you can kind of train yourself when you're in those moments, whether you're competing, whether you're going for a lift to be able to more quickly and recognizably put yourself in a focused or relaxed state. 
So what, what yeah. I've seen you lifting with it on just on Instagram. So what have you found for yourself with that? Yeah. So you don't actually wear it while you're lifting. So okay. like you would wear it and, and go through these exercises pre or post you could, or to start your day or to end your day. And it's more so just a way, just like you would do, say you were doing breathing exercises or, um, you know, banded exercises. So like if you were doing like a banded walk to try to help you, you know, engage your glutes, strengthen your hip flexors that way in the hopes that when you go to squat, those muscles are going to be firing. You're going to be able to control those muscles a little bit better and engage those bigger movers as you squat versus yeah. relying more so on your quads or whatever you do. So similar to that, like this is, this is a way to train it and to use it post pre intra like basically use it around your training or around your day to to train your brain and to have a have an idea of how to put yourself in a focused state what that feels like what you need to do to get to that point or to be in a relaxed state a lot of us spend our life too much out of focus state or too high in stress anxiety yeah you know sitting in traffic in meetings typing on the computer looking at numbers uh you know dealing with kids whatever that might be some of us spend the most like almost all of our life at a, at a high state and it's impossible for us to, to relax at the end of the day or to, and so using the guided meditations and trying to control and bring yourself to a, a normal state, a regulated state or a relaxed state um, with those brainwaves. It's interesting. So that way, yeah, it comes more, more natural and more freely and you kind of have more control over it. Yeah. And they're kind of, um, that's the first step of their focus fit platform. You know, there are, they're coming out with new, better stuff, you know, always. So they're, you know, going to be continuing to work on the algorithms and the, the games and basically continue to push the boundaries of what they can do um, on this platform. And the other platform, they have an educational platform that they have used in, in a few different schools and they have a, a few different deals with some schools where they're using it to monitor brain engagement with the classroom, right? So the teachers teaching on, you know, math, super boring, like, you know, all right, here's, you know, the Pythagorean, Pythagorean theorem. Here's how you find that they can see, okay, how many kids are engaged in my class? Where's my, where's their activity level? And okay, I see a kid doodling off in the corner. Yeah, maybe he's actually like, I'm going to check his, his brainwave activity. It actually says he's focused, and actually like in a, in a state and learning. So like, maybe he needs to do this to stay focused on what he's doing. Yeah. You know, I'm one of those kids that I can't just stare at something and focus. If it's like, I have to be like doing something else or messing with something yeah. else. So like I was a big doodler or I was, you know, so I was like a trouble, like I'd be labeled the, the trouble kid at, at yeah. class that was disturbing and talking and, um, you know, always doing something wrong or different. And so, um, so we label those kids yeah. and then we put them in a stress state and then mm -hmm. don't allow them to actually learn how they need to learn. Right. Exactly. So they've had a lot of success with uh, using their platform on from the educational standpoint. And then from a, like a biomechanical standpoint, they are, are using their technology to be able to create a, and they have created and have used it and is being used by a few people right now. I don't know when they're going into mass production of it, but, uh, by a uh, let's say biomechanical hand for amputees oh. to be able to control with um, signals that they're sending to their brain to move, you know, certain parts of their arm or hand that they would sync uh, link up with this biomechanical hand and have kind of as much range and and yeah. dexterity as you would with a with a hand. So that's amazing. Um, yeah. You have a video of that on your Instagram, right? I think yeah, I do. You're mm -hmm. thinking of it and it's moving. That is just, that yeah. is crazy. That's amazing. It's cool that you're working with a company like that. Yeah. It's probably nice um, that they can, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard, but it's like, uh, I was surprised at how hard it was. And then uh, they have a, they had a pair of, we were at Consumer Electronics Show, CES in Vegas with them this year. And they had one of their, um, the guys that they've been working with, testing this, trying to perfect it and get it right. He was a Chinese Paralympic, um, Paralympic, I think he was a runner. I want to say he did, he was like a track athlete and he is a double amputee. So he was using both, um, to write in calligraphy 
at wow. CES, which was super cool. And he's been using it for some time now. And I think that was one of the things that he was, that was like a dream for him was yeah. I lost my, my arms or he, he was amputated from the elbow down. And so he was saying that he wanted to, he like dreamt of being able to write in calligraphy again. Yeah. You know, that was cool to be able to see that and shoot. Like they say, it's even hard to write in calligraphy with a regular hand, let alone like a biomechanical hand. Yeah. yeah. Is it, does it get easier as you work with it more? Yeah. And the, the longer they set up my, the, the one I was using, they set that one up and it took us about an hour to make all the like neural connections and yeah. have it like primed ready for my brain. And not all of the signals that we did were perfect. Yeah. So we were just looking for about an 80 or, or I think they were saying like a 70%, um, 70% connection rate or a 70% okay. perfected rate or however they scale it. Yeah. So basically saying that not all of those neural pathways and connections were all a hundred percent. Whereas if I was using this on a daily basis, we would have more time to obviously make those pathways Kinda as crisp it. and as clear and as precise as they could be so that I had the most, you know, responsive and functional movement in that hand. That's so, yeah. They're that's great. Cool. Yeah. So we're excited with, with doing work with them and, and starting to work with them more and more and help bring their focus fit platform to athletes that could use it and organizations. Yeah. And I know they recently just, uh, I don't know if this is announced yet, but they recently started working with USA Weightlifting as one of their main okay. sponsors. So cool. I think with a, a sport like weightlifting, it's huge, right? Because you have you have a split almost for a snatch. It's a you know one and a half second lift for a clean and jerk. It could be a little bit longer, three, four second lift. But you have split seconds that can mean the difference between making a lift or missing a lift. And that can be on concentration. Yeah ton of room for error with with that so i think that's a great sport for them to yeah. start working with and to start getting data seeing results and and getting feedback on how they can better improve what they're doing and how they're utilizing their data and those algorithms to you know help players help athletes get the best out of their bodies and their minds well that's so important because the mental game is real mm -hmm. i mean i know you know, you just had mentioned a clean and jerk and a snatch. You walk up to a barbell and you have doubt in your mind. Um, yeah. Chances of you hitting the lift have gone down substantially. So, yes. you know, getting, getting your mind right and just knowing. Uh, are there any other wearable devices that you use? Use anything else? Um, wearable. Like, uh, like really. Whoop or Fitbit or anything? Yeah, like I've, I've used Whoop before and I, I use it here and there. Um, I don't have it on right now. I, I go through phases where I'm like, Oh, I'm going to use, I'm going to use my whoop band through this time period. And it's, it's awesome data. And, uh, the guys there at whoop are awesome. Um, but it's kind of like one of those things that I, I go through seasons with as far as like, I'm going to decide to use my whoop band for this period to this period yeah. to monitor my sleep or to monitor my strain and what my body's going through my recovery my heart rate variability all that stuff. Cause it is amazing data. It's just a matter of me being able to wear it and continue to wear it and get in the habit. So yeah. I give myself a break. I give myself, you know, times when I am wearing it times when I'm not wearing it just cause it's hard for me to always have something like strapped to myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there might be a little mental game there as well. Right. Like, you know, if I wake up and it, it's showing that my heart rate variability is poor and I'm like, Oh, I guess I better not work out hard today. But at your level, you might have to push through some stuff and, and yeah. work hard regardless. So. Yeah. 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 It's good information and it's, it's great to see. I definitely utilize it when I have it on and, and it's like, just like with the working against gravity, you know, it's, it's another tool that you can use to learn about yourself, learn about your, your body. And the, I think the more data you can get on your body and how your body responds to certain things and get an inside look at, what's actually going on when you're sleeping, what's, how long are you in certain states, how long are you actually awake, how long, you know, how, what's your heart rate variability doing, what's your heart rate doing, there's so much data you can learn from that, it's kind of invaluable, 
And I would definitely, you know, tell anybody that was asking to try to try try everything. Try one thing and then like not try everything at once, but go through phases where you're trying certain things, seeing what things you like to see, what things you don't like to see, whether it works for you, whether it doesn't, but no matter what the success rate is or the the experience or whether it was successful or not successful for you and your goals, you're going to learn a lot about your body and what you're doing and what to do in the future. And that that's the kind of information that's invaluable that, that you can't pay for. It's like, yeah, once you have that, you can do a lot with that data and um, with deciding about your, you know, fitness plans and fitness goals and where you're at, where you want to be. Well, and if there's, I guess something that I take out of that, that I, I feel like if, if listeners could take like one thing from this podcast, it's probably that it's that. That CrossFit's for pussies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, just bro lift. You yeah. don't need to do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> um, know that uh, if people would just try something and yeah. compliant for a month and see yeah. how it feels see how you feel, you know, does body fat change? Does muscle go up? Mm-hmm. Is your aerobic capacity better? Is your strength, you know, blood, blood work. That's something that I'm big on is just let's get some blood work and let's see what happens over time. But uh, most people try something for a week and they don't like it or right. you, you got to be consistent with it. Yeah. They're being paid. They're, they're paleo, but then they're like, well, but I have three cookies a week. You're like, well, then you're not really paleo. I mean, it's okay to have three cookies a week. I'm not trying to, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not trying to, to knock that, but you have to be compliant with something for, yeah, for a long time to figure it out. Is that have you ever heard of Stan Efforting? No. Um. So he. Oh, that's a name. Yes, yeah. Stan Efforting. He's the guy that yeah, works yeah. with Thor Bjornsson and Brian Shaw, and I think he's yes. worked a little with Camilla Blanc Bazinet and and them. And I've heard of I've heard of him. I I've heard the name. I don't remember. Like I don't know where I've heard the name, but yeah, I I met him at at regionals in in utah last year before okay. before regionals is was a thing of the past um and RIP he, regionals <laughs> yeah exactly um and i got talking with him and he's big like one of the things he says all the time is just compliance is the science like you can do whatever you want but you've got to be compliant with it and and figure mm-hmm. it out um so i imagine that's what you've done Being throughout honest, time right honest with yourself too you know there's being honest with yourself am i really doing this to the full capabilities that I could be doing it. If I'm going to tell myself, oh, I'm going to track my food. It's like, okay, I'm going to track my food. I'm going to put in everything that I'm eating into this program so I can see what I'm doing and not having a cookie and not putting it in. You know, a yeah. lot of people aren't really honest with themselves. So like you said, compliance with the program, with the, the meal plan, with whatever you're doing being, honest with yourself so you can actually get real data off of that. Imagine if scientists went about their, think of it like a scientist. Like if I was trying to do an experiment, I'm trying to try to mitigate all the factors that could, that could give me bad data. And so if I'm having, if I'm saying, okay, this, this month I went, I fasted from, from 8 a.m. or sorry, from 8 p.m. till noon the next day I fasted. And I did this every day for a month to see how I felt. But every other day I had a bulletproof coffee in the morning and a cinnamon bun. Yeah. It's like, I, but I didn't track it. I didn't. And so then I told myself, no, like, yeah, I tried to do that, but it didn't work for me. I didn't notice any difference. Uh Well, it's like, there's plenty of things with what I, what that were wrong with that, where I got bad data from it. So it's like, if you're going to do it, do it correctly, get good data from it because then that person for the rest of their life is going to be like, Oh, I tried the intermittent fasting thing and it didn't work for me. I didn't like it. I didn't have results. I gained weight. Well, it's yeah. because you consume, you know, a thousand calories with your bulletproof coffee and your cinnamon bun every other day. Yeah. And so it's like, do, do it to the best of your abilities if you're going to do it at all. Otherwise, why are you doing it? You know? Yeah. Well, and, and that's one of the basics that just, I feel like people at your level, you just conceptualize that. And that's something that you just know and understand. And if you don't do it, then you don't perform as well. You know, if you, if you don't yeah. stick to your program that your coach gives you, well, that's an issue. If, if, uh, mm-hmm. 
working against gravity tells you a certain amount of macros and you're like, man, I'm going to sneak a few cookies here and there. Mm-hmm. It's just not, uh, <laughs> just, that's not right. conducive to long-term progress. Well, you're just not getting, yeah. You, and you're not getting all your data is going to be based off of basically something that's not true. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> so it's not, it's not good data anyways. It's like epidemiological yeah. studies. You right. just, you're trying to guess and that's not, not going to work. Right. Um, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. I, I appreciate the time you've given. Um, so I guess just for the basics, can you bring yeah. someone through uh, nutritionally, like through your day and maybe even your week and just kind of tell people how, how that works? Um, it doesn't have to be super in-depth. And then also your training plan. Um, obviously not super in-depth, but just you know, maybe a little bit of philosophy as far as training goes. And, and in the, in the context of a 40 year old that's overweight and wants to just get healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, let's do like a, we'll do like a improv. I'll be like a coach. I like it. I'll be myself and you'll be somebody coming up to me asking me, so go ahead and ask your question. Like, hey, hey sure. yeah, uh, hey, so Christian. I would love you. Uh, First off, I would love your autograph because you're yes. amazing. Yep, yeah. I saw you in the, was it 2016? Saw you in the 2000? Probably. 2016 games and I loved your arm sleeve and I'd yeah. love an autograph. Your hair yeah. was awesome. Yep. Yeah. yep. Do you yep. have a lock of it to give me? Yes, yes please. Yep. Yeah. And can I get your yeah. wife's autograph too? Because, yeah. you know. She's a pretty good yeah. weightlifter. So yeah, she's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, awesome. Here you go. Signed your shirt. Uh, here's a little gift for the kids. Thanks. Uh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. But hey, well, well, I have you here, and after the mm-hmm. autograph. Um, yeah. So I'm thirty. I'm third. Well, we're gonna say forty. I'm forty, and I'm slightly overweight, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to just get healthy because the doctor told me that my my cholesterol's high and uh, and my testosterone is low. Yeah. So you're obviously a fit dude. Um, what do you, what do you eat? What do you do? Well, uh, Tyler, can I call you Tyler? Yeah, please. Yeah. It was great to meet you, but this conversation's already gone on longer than I anticipated. So I'm going to go ahead and leave. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love talking with people. Um, so for my diet, I would tell like yourself, uh, I, my diet's going to be very different than your diet. So like how we were talking about finding what works best for you and, and figuring out how to eat and what's best for you, there's really nothing that I can give you right off the bat that's going to be an easy fix. There's nothing I can tell you to eat. I can't tell you to – I wish I could tell you to go buy this, this fruit at the grocery store at the local farmer's market, and this is going to fix all your problems. You just eat one slice of this a day and – This is going to basically round out your cholesterol and shoot your testosterone sky high. But I don't have, I don't know of that fruit. And if you do know of that fruit, definitely direct message me and send me that fruit and I'll, we'll buy all, all shares of it. Yeah. Um, But I don't have that for you. So what I do have for you though, is a little piece of advice with an encouragement with your journey and what you're going to be going through. Uh, You're going to go through a lot of, a lot of learning processes in what you're eating and a lot of different diets, a lot of different meal plans, and you're going to figure out what works best for you. So I would say start with a singularly focused approach on something first off that will help bring the cholesterol down, cholesterol down and increase your testosterone to, you know, help that body fat and help your energy and help what you're feeling. And so I would say that starts with, uh, a balanced diet and then a good training plan. So making sure that you're getting a good amount of meals in throughout the day, a good amount of calories. And I would say to start off, it's not even looking at that. I'd say to start off how you start is looking at just start recording what you're eating, download an app that can record your food. My fitness pal is an easy one that I use but you can use whichever one you want. Download something like that and just log what you're eating throughout the day. So if you eat you know, a croissant and a banana for breakfast, put that in there. If you have you know, a ham sandwich with cheese for lunch, put that in there. If you do uh, Brussels sprouts and mac and cheese for dinner, go ahead and put that in there and log every single thing you eat during the day. That way you can 
have a picture of what you're eating. You know where you're starting from. You have a basis of what you're doing. And do that for three weeks. Log what you're eating, log what you're doing for exercise for three weeks, be consistent with that. And then I would say seek out somebody that you trust to counsel you on your training plan and your meal plan, whether that's together or whether that's separate. Find somebody that you trust, whether it's local, whether it's online and remote, whatever it is, find that person that you can bring to them. This is what I've been doing for my training. This is what I've been doing for my eating. These are my goals and these are where I'm at. And, and then go from there. And they'll be able to you know, counsel you the best on how you can move forward towards your goals, wherever they're at. And I'm so going to guess. There's not, a pill? there's not a magic pill? Uh, no, there's not Dang a magic it. pill. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. You, there's uh, not, not that I know of, you know, there's obviously you could do some type of lap band surgery or have <laughs> your, have your stomach stapled, but you know, not a lot of good long-term results from, from either of those. Yeah. Um, um, I'm a huge fan of that answer because, and even, even people that I've interviewed on the podcast that I'll, I'll ask them, Hey, what, what can people do to get healthy? Well, you've got to get this much protein in a day mm-hmm. and you've got to eat this and mm-hmm. you've got to eat that. Yeah. And what you said makes perfect sense. It, what works for me mm-hmm. is different than what works for you. We're both at different levels. Um, I have three kids. Yeah. A career and a couple businesses. Yeah. Like, Are you saying well, I don't have a career? How oh, dare you, you totally have a career. <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous of your career. Uh, um, just saying all the things I don't have. I don't have kids. I don't have a career. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah so <laughs> totally say, not my intention there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so, I would yeah, say, different levels, right? yeah, there's different levels. Everything's going to be different. So I would say like from just right, like recording your food from recording your exercise, you're going to learn a lot about, about yourself just from that. And you're going to have some realizations probably just from that. You know, I, I recently did a, a thing, even at my level, I'm having realizations by going back to that and by writing that out, by looking at this. And like you said, getting back to the basics, that's somebody I would tell, that's something I would tell somebody that's just starting off. So those are basics of recording X and recording Y and looking at that, that data and, and those, those things you put down and then, and then moving forward from that. And so yeah. I recently had an epiphany just from that the other day and I've been doing this for how long and I'm at you know what level it's like, you can always do that and go back to the basics and have epiphanies, have moments of learning. Um, I recently just did something for WAG that they're going to be releasing where, you know, I, I took a picture of all my food and sent them my food log for a day. And usually when I get go through eating throughout the day, I will sometimes be like, oh, shoot, I don't want to eat anymore. Like, that's the last thing I want to do. I just want to go to bed. Like, I don't want to finish these macros. But um, I looked at it and I'm like, oh, I have to eat so much. Poor me. I'm always eating, yada, 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 feeling bad for myself, feeling sorry for myself. And then I looked at this log of like pictures of food that I ate today. And I'm like, man, I really don't eat that much. You know, I'm like, man, I, when I think about it and when I look at this, like in my head, it's so much or in my fitness pal, it's so much. But it's like, if I look at these meals, it's like, I'm not really eating that much. So yeah. I'm having a realization that okay, maybe I need to look at my meal timing then. Maybe I need to look yeah. at this and that. And it is possible for me to eat more because sometimes when people start eating a lot or start eat, you increase calories or increase this, they think that it's impossible for them to eat anymore or it's impossible yeah. for them to eat that much. And um, then, you know, there's obviously things that you can do to make that better and make that easier. And I'm still learning about stuff like that, still learning things about my, what I'm doing that, that could be better, that I'm having epiphanies about. And it's, it's, it's at the highest level down to the the very basic beginner level. Those basics are huge and revisiting those basics are huge to your improvement and your making that next step or getting to the next level or just getting a little bit more out of yourself. I love that mentality because I, I feel like if, if we have the thought of I've arrived, I'm here, I got the abs, so I'm good. Right. Um, or, Hey, in business, I've, 
you know, I made, I have not personally, but I've made my first million. So You're bragging again, yeah, yeah. Um, made my first million. So we're good. That's yeah. just a recipe for disaster. Um, yeah. So having that mentality of, Hey, I'm a high level CrossFitter and I still have things to learn. Like that's mm-hmm. what makes you, that's what makes you Christian Lucero, man. That's awesome. Right. right. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That and the hair. Yes. And the, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> that and the hair and the tattoos. Yeah. So are you going to send me that lock of hair or no? I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. I actually uh, sent, already sent it to locks for love. Sorry. Oh, good. That's, yeah. well, that's a better cause than, than yeah. me. So there's some, um, <laughs> some kid who needs it a little bit more than you walking around with my hair that's on top true. of their I hair. I mean, I, you've seen this though. I yeah. could use some. That's awesome, man. Um, well, I appreciate it. I, I know that that didn't have like a very consistent theme through it, but I honestly feel like the listeners will get a lot out of that. I, I loved talking with you about just kind of a, a broad subject, but really yeah. when it comes down to it, I think what I got out of that the most is um, even like something that we can say new people and experts can both agree on is that we need to be consistent over time and see what's working and what's not and be true to ourselves mm-hmm. and be willing to change if we need to. Yeah. Be honest with yourself. And I think it's hard to be honest with yourself if you're not being accountable to yourself. And so yes. like by writing, like, like we said with the food, for example, or with the training, like writing everything down, going through it and putting it on paper and then reflecting on it, looking at it, because when that's staring you dead in the face, it's not, the same as you recounting it from your head saying, Oh, I think I eat a lot. No, you're yeah. looking at a list and a pictures of what you just, what you've eaten. And you're, you're thinking, okay, this isn't really a lot. Yeah. You know? So you're what's happening in your head can be very different than what's happening in reality as we know. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a matter of, you know, being honest with yourself and it's hard to be honest with yourself when it's just you and you talking, you know, yeah. it's much easier to be honest with yourself and to have good feedback and, and good data when, when you're actually, when you're looking at something and it's, it has everything on there and it's staring you in the face. There's no arguing with the numbers and with the facts. And yeah. so I think that's the most important thing is, is because you're doing this for yourself. So you're not doing this for, hopefully you're doing this for yourself, but yeah. that's another thing to examine. Yeah. Uh, Intrinsic topic. versus extrinsic and, yeah. Am I yeah. doing this for my internal happiness and what I want, or am I doing this for somebody else's happiness or what I think somebody else wants or what I think I should be doing or what I think is expected of me or, you know, anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like it, man. Um, so how can people find you? Uh, they can go on, uh, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. I'm all under Christian V loose, uh, loose L U C. Christian V as in Victor L U C. That's my handle on all of those platforms. I started a podcast recently called pardon me. Yeah. I saw that. I'll link that into the show notes. Cool. Yeah. Uh, So that's, um, if you guys like to hear me talk, I don't talk as much on my podcast as I do on other people's podcasts, but I'm mostly talking to other people. Let try to let them talk a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's called pardon me with Christian Lucero. I have guests on just, just like this. And we talk about, you know, kind of open form conversation. So I just started that, started a thumb tape company called Grip Tight Tape. So that's for like finger tape. You can use it for wrist support. We're coming out with a couple of new products coming soon and, you know, making our our one product we have even better. Yeah. Doing that. So that's been fun. And what else? Yeah. So that's that's all my stuff. Trying to think if there's anything else coming up. Yeah, no, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, um, so I'll throw, I'll throw some of that or all of that into the show notes so that people can find you. And, um, again, man, I just really appreciate it. And, uh, if, if you want to, it'd be fun to have you on again and just kind of maybe get a little bit deeper into stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would definitely love to come back. Obviously I didn't have to go anywhere, but <laughs> yeah. um, who, who has been like some of the guests you've had on, uh, before, like what episode is this? Are you on? Um, oh, see, now you're putting me on the spot. Um, it's all right. You can find out. (laughs) (laughs) This is like episode nine or 10. 
I've okay. personally been on it quite a bit. Uh, no, so Bethany Shadburn, um, okay. she was on. Um, I've never, ha I haven't gotten a chance to meet her yet. Is she cool? She was way cool. Yeah. I mean, Something be honest. That, no one's no one's listening right no now. No one's listening. So I, yeah. I yep, I'll just tell the truth. Um, yeah. No, really, she was way fun to talk to. Cool. We had some audio issues in the beginning, and so it was cut a little bit short. She had some stuff going on. Something mm -hmm. that I really like about her social media platforms is just all the accessory work that she posts. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's very beneficial to people and maybe it's overlooked, you know, so everyone, everyone wants to be doing back squats and, and, yeah. and deadlifts, but yeah. you know, maybe if we're to work on some accessory muscles, then we can get all those lifts where they need to be. And, basics. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly. Basics, virtuosity. Um, so you had her on, yeah. So here, let me, let me. Who was your favorite? Who's your favorite? Christian Lucero. Yeah. Besides me, uh, the the clear front runner. Um. So one of my favorites so far has actually been with uh, one of our coaches at from. Okay. Um. She's found some really good success in in the keto diet for herself, and mm -hmm. um. So she just kind of comes on and and talks about her her keto journey. Yeah. And so that's been good um that's huge right now keto i feel like it's the the buzzword of 20 2018 slash 2019 yes it's like gonna be um i feel like the buzzword last year was like macro everyone was yep. like oh do you do you count your macros Count your macros yeah, yeah this year it's gonna be keto oh, are you keto yeah <laughs> yeah so um that was a good one just because it works for her. Now, I don't believe that she'll be keto forever. I think yeah. that she's going to need some carbohydrates and she knows it too. Um, but at, at some point, uh, she's going to cleanse the system though. I yeah. Think. Yep, yeah, exactly. And she's lost a good amount of body fat. And I mean, obviously awesome. at your level, keto's, I'm just throwing, going out on a limb here. I don't think you can do keto and uh, compete at your level. It's just some, I feel like just like we were talking about different strokes for different folks. Like I feel yeah. like there are some body types and there are some people that, that would be able to perform at a high level with that diet. And, and like you said, it's about, you know, changing it up, seeing what works, what doesn't kind of playing into what, what does work and, and adding more into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one that was, that was fun. Sheila Barden. Do you, have you ever okay, heard of yeah. her? I know Sheila. Yeah. So she came up and she actually spent, my wife manages a resort. Um, here. My friend, uh, sorry, my friend, Adrian, you know, Adrian Mundweiler. No, he, he's, he's known. I think the one thing he's done well in CrossFit is win the bike event last year. Oh, nice. So he won the, what was it called? The, the crit. The he won crit. the crit. And uh, oh, so that's he, cool. He got to wear the leader Jersey for a little bit. Sweet. Two events. Um, and then <laughs> they quit. Yeah. Yeah. And then the real work, the real CrossFit started. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's here getting ready for the rogue competition. Okay, cool. Are you serving, doing that? He served me oats this morning, so he's taking the bowl to go wash. Thank you, houseboy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, tell him, tell him good luck. I hope he can uh, take that crit success and, and move it on yeah. to... He's to getting strong. ready for the biathlon at the Rogue Fit... Uh, the Rogue... What is that? The Rogue Invitational. Invitational? They have, like, yeah, the ski erg and then the 22 caliber, the shot. Are they actually doing, they're doing that? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. I did see a couple athletes, I guess, like training, shooting guns. So yeah. So that'll be fun. So he's here for until that, and then he's going to go compete, but sorry, what were you saying? Oh no, I was just saying, um, Sheila Barden, she was kind of coming back from injury. So we talked about that, but she mm -hmm. came up with her husband and my wife manages a, a resort, um, on the river, just on a river here in Idaho. And we took him up to Yellowstone and everything. So you and you and Ew. your wife, you're welcome to come up here and do the same. Yeah, well, river. I've only been to Idaho once, and it was to Sand, uh, Sandpoint, I believe, or we stayed on Coeur d'Alene Lake. Oh, cool. And, okay. Yeah, it was. It was one of like I have some of the fondest like memories of that area and that. Yeah, that's a beautiful that area. You know, yeah. you've heard of James Fitzgerald. Yes. So he he owns a house up there. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Every once in a while on his social media, he'll he'll have pictures of him up in Coeur d'Alene. But we're okay. more southeast Idaho, and. Okay. uh kind of by Yellowstone National Park and you guys could come up here and uh, we'll climb the Grand Teton or something. Yeah, absolutely. So. That sounds fun. We got to get out there, get some, get some fresh air. Is there yeah. hunting up there? Yeah. 
Yeah. What, come on. what do you guys hunt? Uh, elk, deer, yeah. bear. bear. Um, we're close to a little, uh, like a hunting cabin okay. and you can hunt anything you want. I mean, you could, we could shoot a Buffalo if you want and take wow. Buffalo meat home. So that might sound like I'm gonna have to take you up on that. Yeah, that'd be fun. That, yeah. that would be fun. Um, I don't know how much that costs. You guys are welcome to come stay at the cabin, <laughs> like uh, at my yeah. wife's, uh, the resort deal. But, um, but yeah, I can, I can look into all of that. But really, yeah, if you guys want to, um, there's Yellowstone, there's fishing, there's shooting lots of guns around here. And so. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds cool. fun. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for the invite. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, man, I really appreciate your time. It's been about an hour and 10 minutes, which is successfully the longest podcast that I've done. Normally, that, uh, that, yeah, that does not make any sense. <laughs> I'm usually not one to, to, to talk a lot. No, you, I loved it because you kept the conversation going and I, I may not be the best question asker. So, oh no, um, it's perfect. I find like when we, when we just have like conversations, it's much easier and much yeah. more authentic. And yeah, I'm a, I'm kind of a, my mind goes in different directions and I like get people off subject really easy because uh -huh. I mean, you start, like you started talking about that neuro stuff and I just wanted to know more. So yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed being on this and I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb being the longest podcast, the most like engaging conversation. I'm probably a front runner for a favorite guest of the year. Yep. Um, so you'll have to let me know how that continues to progress as you have more and more people on. I will. I definitely will. We've already heard you throw everybody else except myself and Bethany Shadburn under the bus for, yep. for yeah, basically calling us your favorite guest so far and saying it, basically telling yep. everybody that you did not enjoy anybody else. Yep, uh, exactly. <laughs> so I guess it's between me and Bethany right now for front runner for uh, guest of the year. So yeah. I mean, Danielle, Danielle, the keto, the keto the coach. coach. Yeah. She's, keto coach. I mean, okay. she's, she's pretty awesome. So a dark horse. A dark a close horse. Three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool, Everyone man. loves the Cinderella story. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, um, thank you. I really do appreciate yeah. your time and your help. And I'll, um, like I said, there's not a huge following, hopefully someday, but, um, I'll throw everything in the show notes and just try to get as much your way as possible. And yeah, and awesome. just keep up the good work. It's fun to watch you. And, you. um, from like a, not, trying to be creepy standpoint of watching you through social media just uh keep it up man yeah no nothing creepy about it i think like that's where our society is going like it is it's creepy to watch someone in person nowadays <laughs> yeah like i'll just I'll, i want to watch you through social media and we'll yeah. just we'll keep our physical distance away so yeah exactly all right cool. man it was nice hey. to meet you and uh this was fun so uh yeah, we'll do it again but uh take care perfect you too thanks Christian. all right buddy bye